G'day everyone, welcome to Get Lost with a Travel Guide. My name is Ben and boy oh boy, we have got a special guest for you today. All the way in Nashville, she's originally from Gunnedah in Australia. She has, uh, let me look at my notes for a second, three top 10 charting country singles, two Golden Qatar nominations, top 10 charting album, I think in the Arias, which is the equivalent to like the Billboard Awards. And my favourite bit, if you want to talk about it, is you were on The Bachelor on the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> is that correct, yeah. Katrina? It's Katrina Burgoyne. How are you? Hey, mate. How you doing? Doing really well. No, is, yeah, that, that is, is that correct, correct on the resume? Yeah. Well, actually, you know, I just got nominated for another Golden Guitar Award. So there's three Golden Guitar Awards now. So I haven't won one. I'm a Golden Guitar loser. But What is it? What is a Golden Guitar what is that? It is the Country Music Association of Australia. It is the, it's like the, you know, like the ARIA Awards for country music. Right. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the reason why I want to touch base with you about the podcast, I mean, this podcast is predominantly on travel and, and the idea to really educate people on certain areas or travel concepts and granted, as we were talking about before, like you're not a tour guide, but what you are is you are, uh, you've lived abroad. Not many people have, like when people go overseas, it's generally for a couple of weeks for a holiday. Uh, you've been living in Nashville, Tennessee. Is that right? How long have you been there? Yeah, for five years now. Five um, years? I know it's been that long. Can you believe it? Jeez. Crazy. I thought it was like, yep, oh, so okay. I, I'm yeah. getting the Southern twang um, in my accent, which is very weird. Um, I try not to, but it's just surrounding me and they don't like, no one can understand what I ever say when I say it very Australian, like some water, I go do what? And I'm like, what do you want me to do? And yeah, so lost it. Lots of things get lost, lost in translation, but I'm definitely getting a little Southern twang. I mean, get me on the ground in Australia for probably two days and I'll get it. The thick bogan accent back. <laughs> but that's where you're from in Australia, right? Uh, Gunnedah, which, Canada. um, which is also home to the model. Uh, she's slipping my mind. Uh, she's Veronica. Bingo! So, Veronica, yep. did have have you have you met her? Like, I would imagine everyone in town is, probably knows everyone. Like with the population. Yeah, I, you know, I was young. Yeah. I was little. I mean, we had done some um, like community events together back home. Um, she would come into town, and by that point, she. I don't think she was international at that point, but she like was in like Dolly magazine and like all the sort of big magazines and started to get a lot of notoriety. Um, and she came home for a something, I can't remember what it was, just a community event that I was singing at and I met her then. And I remember being like the same time, I remember it was like, I think I was maybe 14 and she was 18. I remember her 18th birthday because I got on the train, I had to go to Sydney and all of her friends, I kind of hung out with all her friends to catch the train to Sydney. And they go, I just went to Miranda's 18th birthday party and I heard all the stories about it. And so, um, but yeah, so, but yeah, we haven't really crossed paths. I know her, her, um, her grandmother uh, every time I see her, but yeah, it's wow. a small little town. I mean, Australia can be like, I actually, uh, I actually know her brother, Maddie. You there you go. Uh, yeah. It, it was, it was rocking around the Hunter Valley in the vineyards and I was doing vineyard trips and like, Hey, and yeah. Um, yep. Australia, man, 
small little bubble sometimes for the 26 million people, but uh, we're in New South Wales and country it New is. South Wales. And I think too, you know, Newcastle is where everyone from Gunnedah goes. It was like, I loved yeah. Newcastle. It was just like a bigger version of Gunnedah. I've heard you know? that. I've heard because where Tamworth is in country music, obviously it's a couple of years up the road. I think Tamworth's about 50 odd thousand people, but Newcastle, you know, it's around about that half a million. So, you know, has that more uh, metropolitan requirement in order to it's like a city slash country slash beach like you've got everything there in newcastle and it's Mm. like a still a small town where you know you could walk down the street you know you walk down derby street you're most likely going to run into someone you know it's just like a big country town well when's the last time i love because it's 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 changing really yeah it's it's there's been a big big transition last probably five ten years and how, how when's the last time you've immersed yourself in Newcastle? Well, you know, I came home three years ago and I was playing some gigs around town, Newcastle, but I didn't do the whole, I came into town for a weekend, played a show and a few was shows. It, and was then, the light rail up and running then? Uh, no. Ooh, oh see, now it's, it's... Where's the light, where, where they put the light rail from? Oh, it goes like, because like the, the city design sucks. Like, like most cities isn't like in a big square grid. This is like sort of on a stretch out along a peninsula. So Wickham is now called Newcastle Interchange and they've just renamed a bunch of things. So, but as a result, you know, it has this, I think a bit of a Melbourne hipster and, you know, Newtown to Sydney type vibe, like there's cafes and bars and everything. And everyone's leaving Sydney and coming up to Newcastle and jacking the housing price is something awful. Oh, um, trust me. I know my brother just bought a house in New Lambton and I was, yeah, I couldn't blown, believe right? what he paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but how did you um, get into Nashville, Tennessee and why did you go? You know, I was probably 15 years old. I've been singing for like, since I was 11 years old and uh, performing on stage since I was 12. And I, when I was about 15 years old, um someone told me about nashville and they planted this seed which really they planted a curse and i always wanted to come to nashville so i came out when i was 21 years old and for a month and i realized that i wasn't good enough and so i went back home and i sort of knuckled down and released music and became eligible for the visa requirements to move on an entertainment visa because it's hard to get into the country too. So there's that you have to kind of tackle. But so then I kind of just went through some life kind of changes and I was felt a bit lost for a while. Um, And then it was actually on The Bachelor. I was on this show and I was like, I I thought I was pretty outgoing, but I realized throughout the show, I'm actually not that, I'm very introverted. And I'm in this mansion with like 30 odd women. And I would just kind of like remove myself and go and sit in the garden and write songs and play songs. And I hadn't written songs in probably 12 months by that point. And I was like, I need to do this Nashville thing. I really need to do it. So I got off the show and I, I saved for 12 months and I came out here for a three month time on an ESTA visa, sent myself so broke. So that's a tourist visa, I think it is. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. So I sent myself broke and I moved out of my little house in Adamstown, uh, Newcastle, put everything in storage and I came out here. It cost me $10,000 and it, I was broke because the conversion sucked. Like 
the uh, you know so basically i paid for the tickets i landed here with eight thousand dollars australian which kind of converted to like five thousand dollars to survive over th three months but the uber rides were killing me so <laughs> i would write songs and i would walk home with my guitar on my back and my computer in my hand six miles some days um in 40 degree heat and freaking ah 90% humidity. It's so humid over here and um, would walk six miles home because I couldn't afford an Uber. I was so broke. Um, but, you know, I ended up going back to Australia and moved back home with my mum. And then I kept, went back to saving again. I saved for another 14 months and finally got the visa. I moved on out here with $15,000 um, American, bought myself a crappy little car. And um, I moved to a country where I can only make an income from singing and music on my visa restrictions. And then like just sprinkle on top, moving to the most competitive music city in the world. So, so I, I just kind of like, I did it on a nickel and dime and somehow thank God I, I made it happen. But there was oh, times where it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. All right. I've, I've, um, I've been in the States four times and shout out to my ex-girlfriend if she's watching this, I was looking into potentially relocating and it was a nightmare. So well done on, I didn't, I'm not talented enough to get the entertainment. Where were you thinking, uh, where were you thinking of moving to? Well, it's Los Angeles on it. She's from LA, um, which I hated. It's terrible to place to live. And then we're thinking about uh, San Francisco and clearly it didn't happen because here I am in Australia. <laughs> but, um, but Nashville, you said it's, um, they've prepared a few things on Nashville. Um, I've, I've been in the States four times. I've never been to that part of the United States. It fascinates the hell out of me. Have you been to the South at all? No, that's the thing. Like it's, it's okay, a so Where have you country. been in the States? Tell me your state, tell me your visits. I went like, to what? New York. I spent about a month in Florida. Um, just chilling. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been to California a few times because of the ex-girlfriend and, um, and, uh, we're in Seattle. I went to Seattle. Yeah, okay, I was up cool. in Canada and, uh, well, that's North America. Um, but I snuck down into Seattle to pick up on some music vibes. If anything of grunge was left over, you know, Nirvana, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, and I couldn't find a bloody thing. So wow. it, was, it was a great experience, but I went to some grungy bars and um, no one was playing anything even remotely. Grunge is dead. It's finished. It's over, um, which is kind of good. But, uh, but uh, the, maybe you can shed some light in this. Um, Cause I was just looking on Wikipedia. That's my only bit of research I've done on Nashville, Tennessee. It's quite limited. Um, it goes quite heavy on some history things, which I'll, I'll plug you on, but I can't find anything on how and why music is, that's like the hub. And it, there was nothing on Wikipedia. Like, do you know how it started? No, why is National I, place of I think for one, um, I think, I mean, it probably could have been a toss up between Memphis and, and Nashville uh, for music. Just both in, in the uh, Tennessee. Yeah. Yes. So I, I mean, when Elvis was in Memphis and there was a lots of hap lots happening in, in Memphis and all down South, it's got this amazing like music. So you're from Memphis all the way down to New Orleans and you've got like Clarkstown, which is in between, which is like, um, you know, you've got, it's like where the blues come from. Like you've got the, um, Robert Johnson and you've got uh, all in the Delta, the Mississippi Delta where the cotton fields were that, and that's where the slaves were starting like the blues. Right. So um, 
you know, there's like this rich history of music in America, which just blows my mind. But I think Nashville, I think what drew artists to Nashville, particularly country music artists, was um, the Ryman Auditorium, which held the Grand Ole Opry. And so artists would tour through town and perform at the Grand Ole Opry. Um, and then it just became a hub, I think. So I think if, if you, I, I'm pretty sure the Grand Ole Opry is what kind of solidified Nashville, but you know, it's changed a lot. I mean, it's changed a lot since I first came out here in 09. Um, and even the time I've lived here in the last five years and visiting before that, it is like vastly changed. Like um, Nashville, there was a TV show called Nashville. Um, and because of that, tourism has just gone crazy. What was on the show? What did it show on the? It was like a. Program? It was a TV series about country singers, right. but it was like a drama. It was like it was really good. It was great. Hang on. Um, I, think I'm, I think I might be able to plug some of what you said because uh, uh, help me out here. So, is country music? Is that a sort of like some of the original music? Because you mentioned Elvis Presley. I think uh, that was originally. Uh, influenced by blues music so the slave yeah. that that's one thing that wikipedia did touch on quite heavily is there was a slave trade started in the in the south so it was a quite heavy um historical part of the united states formation of the of its culture <clears throat> excuse me but um as a result you know african americans they sung blues music to sort of cope and this style of energy it's 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 like sad songs it's in a, i think it's in a I'm, not a muse over i've studied a little bit it's like in a minor key it's slow it's like it's got a deep bass and got a beat so theoretically the evolution of music like i think um you know elvis presley come from the blues but did country music come from that um i don't want to speak it? on behalf of that but i mean you've got people like hank williams who come from louisiana which is down in the South and it, right all along that music trail, you know, he, and also too, I mean, like the, the three chords and the truth, as they say in country music. Oh, they that's say uh, Willie Nelson. Yeah. I don't know who said it, but they <laughs> say three chords and the truth. And I mean, it's just the same blues chords. It's just mm. a different feel, you know, but um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. I mean, it, it, just a lot of the, a lot of them, like oh no actually hank williams comes from mobile alabama so there's just oh, a lot same, of uh, deep south of united states right yeah yeah but it's it's fascinating you know and americans like love music it's different it's a different culture than australia and you know the coolest thing about the states is that you go to any state and it's something different you know mm. like um down in Louisiana, I love Louisiana. It's like going to a different country. Like it's like they have this rich culture, this amazing food. The French settled there, so they got amazing bread. And it's just like it's it, phenomenal. I I love it. And then you you go up to you know you get to Memphis, and it's just a different vibe. Or you go up to Kentucky, and you go down in the hollers of Kentucky, where you know like they've got. Um, like where Loretta Lynn grew up and some of the, you know, country singers of the, that come from nothing like coal miners and mm. nothing, but it's like, it's, it's just vastly different from one. It's not like Australia. You could drive for days in Australia and it still looks the same. You yep. know what I mean? I know but exactly you what you mean. Go to a different state and you're like, 
oh my gosh, this is like the greenest I've ever seen it. Then you go to the next state and then it's like, yeah, you're nothing. right. Um, there's, oh God, I'm remembering my tour guide notes about this and France is the same. I think Ecuador is another country. So there's like six or seven countries in the world that has a little bit of everything geographically, like got a volcano, got desert, got rainforest, got snow, got beaches, got mountains. Australia is nearly there, except it doesn't have like, pro- we've got Alpine region, but we don't have like proper Alps, you know. Um, but the United States, um, yeah, it's about the same size as Australia. But as you said, like you go around different parts of it. And not only that, it's, uh, I think it's the most culturally diverse uh, country in the yeah. world too. So geographically, culturally, it's um, and it, like a bit of a fun fact is Americans like, get a bit slagged off um, because they don't travel overseas as much. But when you actually analyze the United States, like, well, why would you? It's huge. It's got about everything. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's so funny. I mean, and it, it is so funny. Like, um, Americans, I, I, it's got a small percent. Like, it's like under 40%. I don't know. But it's like, not a lot of people have passports. Like, majority of people don't have passports. Mm. And I'm going, that is just blows my mind. But, you know, you go down to Florida. We were in Florida a few months ago. And it's like, well, you've been there, right? It's just like a warm bath, like yeah. no yeah. waves. Like it's my perfect beach. I loved it. <laughs> Cause like I, the Australian water is too cold for me and I hate the waves. Yeah, so it's Florida yeah. really worked well for me. I, I'm, I'm the same. I'm, I'm a bit of a, what's called a Nana type swimmer. I just go in, uh, I've, <laughs> I, 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 I can't surf to save my life. So unless you really know what you do, you know, you have to worry about rips, you know, taking out and sharks and jellyfish yeah, and go in it. the water. It's like, oh, this is actually like a swimming pool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's oh, great. Man. Well, um, we did touch on some things. Um, like me, I'm, I'm fascinated with history. It just blows my mind. Um, I'm not sure you're the best person to ask this, but you have been there. You are still living there five years, right. In, um, in Nashville. Um, so yeah, you're right. Like the, the blues music started and there was the slave trade and it was quite heavy in around these parts. Um, but me being me and just watching a lot of TV, I think black lives matter. Um, when was that like 2020? I think it was only yeah. last year. And what made the news is, is a result from all, um, you know, history of, of, uh, things that happened in the 1800s slave trade. There was a lot of ripping down of statues. Did yeah. that happen in and around Nashville? It was like, are, um, are there statues? Did they get ripped down? Did that happen I actually don't know if statues got ripped down in Nashville. I know that there was some in Pittsburgh and in Pennsylvania somewhere. I do, I do know that. But in, in Nashville, I mean, the, I actually lived right downtown when that happened. Um, yeah. And the, we all, the whole city locked down. We all got alerts on our phones saying, do not leave the house as a curfew. Locked down, not because not, not of COVID, like because there's riots. No, no, no. Yeah, like um, it was like two blocks away from me. And then there was the march that comes straight through um, my just downtown, like just at, underneath my apartment. Um, so, I mean, even in regards to... Um, even in regards to, it's just culture, so culturally different. You know, I, I used to travel around Australia. I played gigs. I'd travel and sleep in my car. I'd do whatever I had to do. And I always felt safe. You know, I always felt super safe. I mean, this is a country where, like, I do not pull off on the side of the road and check my tires. Like, there's particularly one highway, which I've heard so many horror stories about, 
the Bluegrass Highway in Kentucky, if I'm ever traveling like at, after a gig at night, which happens about once a month, if I have a flat tire and I have had a flat tire and I did stop and I learned my lesson. So I, I pulled over on the side of the road one day and in the middle of the night, sorry, and I had my boyfriend on FaceTime and he said, if anyone pulls over, get in your car and go. Anyway, so I'm checking my tires because the tire that said it of tire was flat and I'm checking my tires and all of a sudden out of nowhere, there was no car out of the bushes. A man came and said, are you okay? Hmm. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And I got in the car and left, but I've heard of people like bad things happening on that highway. And so now it's like, I never pull over on anywhere. I always go to a gas station. It's just a different, you have to kind of think like I'll walk around different come visit it's lovely it's great but it's a different kind of um sense of safety than australia we're pretty carefree in australia oh yeah so the the video is just i think you're frozen yeah i'm frozen <laughs> okay we're like Hello? The audio and we're back we are now recording once again i don't know what happened it just just disappeared technology in, the, in an amazing sometimes or not amazing still improving <laughs> good fun um, but yeah, like you said, you, you do, I know you're a busy lady of, uh, you're sort of entrenched in the music industry. So, um, yeah, let's, let's continue where we're up to. I know you were telling some pretty wild stories around Nashville, but, um, I really want to learn more about Nashville and I know that you've got a whole, I mean, five years of your life in, in Nashville itself. Um, there's a couple more things that I've sort of researched myself, but what would you like to share that we haven't sort of touched on? Well, you know, Nashville has become a major destination um, in the last few years, and particularly since moving here. I actually moved into an apartment building, which around it was like nothing. I lived on an empty, like a parking lot, and this was my building. And now it's become all built up around it, like in five years. And it's all built up around it. So we ended up moving out of the city. It was too much. But... um, it's the number one bachelorette destination. There's like Las Vegas and then there was some notes. Yeah. But now it is Nashville is the number one. I mean, Nashville is party city. It's like you go down Broadway and it's, it's changed a lot over the last five years and beyond in particular, but um, you know, you got to go honky tonking. And you can go down to the traditional honky tonks, um, which is basically a bar that plays country music, right? But these bars now, all these artists are popping up. So the big country artists um, all have their own branded bars now. Can and then they are exactly, kind of- Sorry, a honky tonk, yeah. which is a bar. Yeah. Um, can they just sort of, like, I, I did Google this. On the exterior of a honky tonk, it seems like, is it like a multi-leveled, multi-storied out the front, people's partying in the streets, playing loud music? Is that, I, I still can't, I'm sorry. I, it it is kind of this. bizarre because um, basically Broadway, which is like the strip where all the honky tonks are at and it's lower Broadway. And um, it's kind of like, imagine like Derby Street, Newcastle, right? Which and, is basically, right. for those who don't know, a bunch of restaurants back to back next yeah. to each other, all feeding off one another. 
imagine if they were bars that every there was a new new band in every single bar and you go into one bar have some drinks have a bit of a dance go to the next bar have some drinks a little bit of a dance but there it's like bar after bar after bar after bar um with music and they all have like their different their differences you know you've got um tootsies which is um one of the original uh bars down there legends corner and tootsies where like hank williams would walk out from the grand Ole opry and that's where he's famously had his last hamburger before he died of a heart attack in his cadillac but um you know basically you go down to broadway it's a party town like most times i mean if you, if you go down there and most times you probably to do a night in nashville you got to go out hit every single bar actually start in the daytime because day drinking is way funner and then it gets so busy it's like tamworth country music festival on steroids but wow. every day it's like you're walking down broadway and you're kind of squeezing through people it's packed out packed out like times square packed out maybe not that many but it's crazy and um you know there's country music and bands and all those things and then there's other bars now that you've which have come along which are they've got like a honky-tonk bar and then above it it's a nightclub and there's it's kind of a bit more modernized now um and you've got rooftop bars that just overlook the city um yeah but it's just a good it's a it's a good fun time and then now they've actually bought a shopping like a shopping center down to broadway so it's kind of like a mini i it's like a mini times square where you've got all these shops and stuff in this one little section um and it's funny because they've got the big billboards there and they're just like advertising like cowboy boots and stuff <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the country times square that is exactly, I'm glad you touched on that because um, that is absolutely something truly unique about Nashville. I don't, is it, it sounds like there's something you probably couldn't find anywhere else in the world, but is all the music country music or the like R&B, hip hop, rock, or is it a big I mean, country focus? Um, country music is so diverse now. I mean, mostly if you're saying any kind of music that's real, like not like, um, like a lot of the rockers from the eighties, like, um came to nashville like mutt lang who produced def leppard produced an acdc produced shania twain so a lot of the rockers from the 80s that are seeing those classic hits are all musicians in nashville now if you play a real instrument nashville's the place you know like if, if you're not doing beats and tracks and rap and all that kind of stuff nashville's the place so like any genre like you go downtown you, if you didn't like country music, you'd go downtown and you'd still have the best time because they sing classics. Like any anything that you're holding a drink and you you can't help but want to sing along to, we'll sing it. <laughs> That's just what they do. Yeah, and you know these musicians too. They they're playing. I don't play downtown anymore, but they're doing three and a half hour gigs for seventy five dollars. Wow. Plus like, tips. I would, Plus I would imagine tips. So you have to split the tips with the band and just hope people tip. And I mean, bachelors don't tip at all. They are. <laughs> so the worst crowd to try and entertain, but yeah. So I guess there's a bit of a mishmash of what you can find there. You know, the party goers or just like, if you just want to hear some genuine watch live, like you want to watch some live music. I, I didn't realize, I thought it might've been like a festival month that happened there. Like it's all year round. This is happening. 
Jeez, no wonder why you're digging it. So you're, you're, you're playing in these venues? I don't play downtown anymore. Um, but, yeah, you could play every night of the week. And I have played every night of the week. I play, like, sometimes <laughs> two weeks in a row, not without a break. Yeah, like, every night. It's like, it doesn't ever switch off. I knew Newcastle. I loved Newcastle because I just play Thursday to Sunday on a busy week. Whereas in Nashville, it's just like you can like my busiest days. I play every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Every Monday and Wednesday is like every second week, and then Tuesday I go to Louisville, Kentucky. So it's and then weekends are kind of quieter for me now. It's just bizarre how that happens. But um, or I go out of town to play shows. But I don't I don't do the downtown thing anymore. Um, but. It's funny. It's like you've got the party scene uh, in Nashville. You've also got um, the a part of the party scene. You've got uh, these things called pedal taverns. So basically, like, there's this, like, bar. It looks like a bar, but it's on wheels, and everyone, like... <laughs> They're the best and, things. And, and they, like, go along in the, the wheels. They pa- pedal this tavern. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and drink alcohol. So they got these Until pedal they get a hill. <laughs> Yeah, well, they go down the hill and then yeah, yeah. Someone, yeah, they get back up the hill. Someone tows them back up the hill. But um, then you've got party buses that go around. I've been on some crazy party buses. There's party buses that have, um, you know, like my big red tractor, and it's like this tractor trailer, like an actual tractor with a trailer on the back of it, and people are sitting with hay bales and getting drunk and woo it's like woo girls and they have music blasting so like it you know when i was downtown they normally start about 10 a.m so like it's like uh, uh, oh, oh that's pretty late <laughs> yeah i mean like it but it's like downtown 10 a.m they're starting partying and yeah. that's what happens and then there's like the shopping there's lots of good food and restaurants here in nashville how do you um, find then- uh, the the safety element of it like that to me in Australia, if I if I heard about people just starting partying at ten a.m. Uh, when the sun goes down, like you like we drink to excess in Australia, like you know binge drinkings. It's like it's ah oh, you're a you're a good drinker, you know how well, are people sort of a bit smarter about it. I mean, I will never forget one day one of my favorite bars in Honky Tonks downtown was a place called or oh, it's it's Trailer Park. I think it was called the trailer park or something like that, right? You walk in, it's got AstroTurf, it's got flamingos, it's got, um, like, it was a trailer park. They made it look like a trailer park. It wasn't trailer park, it was something, but it was, they made it look like a trailer park. And they had all these jugs that you could buy super cheap. They had, like, they were the cheapest alcohol in town, down on Broadway. And you get a drink for $12 US downtown per drink. So it's like, quite expensive to drink yeah. yeah so but i never forget this guy he was it was like it was like the college bar almost you walk in and it's just like college kids like you like a movie of american college kids and this kid was like you've got like picnic tables because it's a trailer park right but it's a trailer park theme but i just remember this kid was like standing across two tables and just going like this and like this like going <laughs> these jugs um but it's it is definitely a good time i i think when i first moved to town i was super naive so like very super naive like i would i, I have i have walked home 
very intoxicated by myself many times from Broadway. And I used to live on 11th Avenue and Broadway finishes at 5th. So I'd walk the five blocks home um, and dad, I, I was safe, but I would not ever, ever recommend it now. And I think, I mean, it has changed a lot too. Like it's not really a safe it's not safe like it used to be. And even like Uber drivers, I have been propositioned by Uber drivers before. And I'm like, I've messaged my friends and I've just been a little intoxicated. And I said, um, if I don't come to like, here's my, I send my, you know what I mean? I'll text my friends and say, uh, something fishy is going on here. Um, safe. Yep, yep. Yeah. But you know, I actually don't go out much anymore. My party days are over, unfortunately, but there's this bar downtown. Uh, this is called the diner and it's off broadway and basically the deal is like if you do broadway right you go out it's some of i haven't had as much fun as what i did in broadway on broadway but you go out and then you normally end up at the diner at the end of the night and when i mean at the end of the night i mean two in the morning when all the bars close three in the morning you end up at the diner and then you can drink they they have a 24 hour they're open 24 hours but can not serve alcohol from like five to 6 a.m. <laughs> and so you get to like there, I have walked home as the sun's coming up from the diner. <laughs> so yeah, so it's a, uh, but it's, it's good fun. But you know, if you're not a partier, it's still a great town too. There's so many other things. There's so much history. You've got the Grand Ole Opry. You've got so much country music history. They've um, leaped. It's a city of like 2 million people. It's huge. It's, it's about the same size as Perth. You know, it's bigger than Adelaide. It, it um, it's funny. I mean, it's there was like I think it was twelve hundred people a week come to Nashville, and like moving in, and I think it's increased. But so can you imagine that accumulating even since mm. the time I've been here? I came to town and I felt like it was just a little bit bigger than Newcastle, wow. right? And I know it was a lot bigger than Newcastle, but it felt like it was just a big country town. I would walk, I would walk anywhere and see anyone I knew. Um, and I mean, it still kind of is the same, but like Broadway now, it's so dense with tourism that like it's so many tourists, so many bachelorettes. So it's, it's crazy. I know, you've, you've it's sold like it. Las Vegas. You've yeah. sold it to me. Like um, it's a part of the States that have, I've, it's huge. I mean, there's like 300 million people. It's bigger than bloody Australia. Trying to get around it. It's going to take you a lifetime just to experience the States alone. Uh, it's on my to-do list. You've absolutely sold it in such a good way. Uh, you know, they should give you the keys to the city. You're, you've become a bit of an ambassador. I mean, think about the message you're, you're explaining. It's like everything. I, I, just, I sound like I'm an alcoholic. Like, <laughs> But I mean, it's... Um, you know, historically, me being the bloody tour guide, it seems there's so much like of a mishmash, you know, just meeting, I think, you Americans, um, you know, historically where it was and where it's up to now, I mean, where it could be going moving forward. Like, it is that party town. It's a bachelorette town. It's, I love that word honky-tonk. I just like saying that word honky-tonk. <laughs> but yeah. the whole bar scene, the, the pub scene, the country music scene, um, I love destinations that are truly unique. You can go to a bunch of cities around the States and it's a you know, uh, similar vibe to this. It seems like it's got its own identity and that in itself makes it um a bit of a standout and uh when are you going to come back to australia are you going to come back to australia can you come back to australia is it i i'm i can't come back to australia right now i haven't been home for three years wow so 
just right now it's like for me to go home I mean for one I'm afraid I'm going to go home they're not going to let me out of the country I don't know what is we're about to go into winter this year so I'm not sure what is happening globally um or this side of the world with the situation so I, I I'm playing it safe I'm staying here where I'm making my income and I don't want to go back home and not be able to come back. I have to actually go through the process of um, going to the US consulate, getting the stamp on my visa again, on my passport for my visa, and then to make it all happen, it's gonna be like a two week turnaround to do that. It's kind of like, I've got, it's just a bit of a shit show really. I've got to, oh, to yeah. get, to go over there. So I'm just, I'm playing it safe. It makes just, perfect sense. But is any of the what's been happening in Australia with um, protests made any news or headway over there, or is it? Um, I think it's it's interesting. I don't want to get too political, but I sure. um, it, it's from through my eyes from the US looking at Australia and from Australia looking at the US through Australian eyes, we both see things very vastly different. So it's kind of, um, I mean, I'm in the South, but it's, it's just, yeah, I shouldn't comment on it. It's just, it's I know. just, it's, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was just curious to like, um, I know, I do know that, uh, it's very controversial what's happening in Australia it depends, as you said, which, what's your interpretation culturally and, you know, freedom and not freedom, but, um, has it, I was just curious, has it made the news? Like, have you flipped on, I don't know, CNN or something You're like, Hey, that's Australia with a riot. How about that? I actually don't really watch the news to be honest. <laughs> I don't even have, I mean, if it, if it pops up, if someone tells me about it, I mean, I find my news through, I mean, like I normally find things like I'll scroll through TikTok and then someone go, Oh, this happened in Australia. Like, Oh, yeah, or my yeah. mom will tell me about it or family would tell me about it. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's just vastly different. I mean, we, we lived through, we lived through this pandemic. Most everyone's had it that I know. And um, we've kind of seen things firsthand from things. And so, uh, but yeah, it's, it's interesting, but, um, but. Yeah. I really do hope um, for everyone's sake that you can come home, you know, yeah, I politics aside. Yeah, I know. Like, I mean, it's a sort of feel yeah. for you. Like, you know, you, you want to head home. You want to see your friends and family and see Newcastle and the evolution of Newcastle. But it's so hard for you to do that despite, you know, tracing your yeah. dreams. And, um, I well, mean, uh, flights are ridiculously expensive. Uh, They're so ridiculous. I know. I know. It's, it's super challenging. And someone like myself, you know, I was in the international tourism game for a number of years. And that, uh, you know, when people say, oh, we're back to normal, it's like, not for me, you know, and certainly yeah. not for yourself. It's certainly. And that's like, you know, people are like, oh, it's, we just locked down for two weeks. I'm like, yeah, I was unemployed from March through till October last year. Know, my, <laughs> so my, it's like the oh, big lockdown was, yeah, most of my year of non-working. So, but oh, yeah, you know yeah. what? So many good things come out of forced time off as well. I think, um, you know, although I couldn't play shows and couldn't travel and couldn't do all the things that, uh, let me up uh, through that process. I focused on like, we, we ended up recording music and we just made an album in throughout lockdown and all those sort of things that we're always too busy to make time for. So I think regardless, we're all ending up exactly where we're meant to be. I always believe that you're always where you're meant to be. So it's, That's um, I love that. I'm a believer of fate. hundred uh, yeah. percent. 
And but you also, I also believe that uh, you're the master of your own fate and the creator of your own destiny. And I tell you, and we're just going to wrap this up because I know you got you're a bloody busy woman. Um, speaking of destiny, I I take my hat off to anyone, um, no matter what your craft is, that you know you're going to try and chase dreams, no matter what that is. Like majority of the people, not trying to um, disrespect anyone, but most people in life try and play it safe you know, choose a nine to five stable type role and, you know, don't take any risks in life. And I tell you, and I, I respect anyone who takes some risks, you know, to go on a TV show to music, um, to put this in a bit of perspective. I think this is a fun fact to learn many years ago, less than 1% of people who learn how to play an instrument can actually make money out of it. And when you break wow, that down, less than 1%, less than 1%. <laughs> it's like, think about all the people that, you know, it's can play, you know, I play guitar. No one's going to pay me to do it. I suck, but I play for myself for a bit of fun. Like I know about 50, hundred songs on guitar, but I'm not good enough to make a living out of it. And not only that, you have crossed overseas and there's a lot of um, chasing dreams. You, I, I think you are living in the dream in a way, like you've set your mind to it. And yeah. people go, well, that sounds a bit risky. And you're like, well, I'm going to do that. And I'm like, well done and full on Thanks, respect for you for doing that. That's, um, yeah. it hasn't many... been easy, but you know, one thing I think, um, you know, we just went down to Florida to film a music video. And one thing I think like when it comes to like putting this music video together, I was like, Oh man, I just, I really, I mean, I could do the music video if it was local, but like to go to Florida, that's going to cost me, it cost me about a thousand dollars to get down there. And by the time I paid, uh, my boyfriend does all the music videos as well. He's freaking talented. He didn't do any of this until COVID. So he'd become a producer and a, he makes music videos for record labels now. So but, uh, and that was all in COVID, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, you know, I had to pay for the flights down and when he makes my music videos, I make sure it's no expense to him. So, you know, I covered his airfares and the accommodation and food and all those things. And I'm like, one thing is, is that you never look back. I mean, like sometimes things can be tight, right? Super tight, like financially, but you never look back and go, man, I'm, I'm really missing that $250 I, I spent on that hotel room or whatever, those little things that kind of, you kind of just move on and make it work and it's just like leap and the net will appear but it hasn't been easy and it has been very very stressful at times when it's been financially hard i couldn't afford to move over here i just did it that's, but that's a beautiful thing you know like most people choose the merry-go-round in life handful of people choose to go on the roller coaster and you've had highs and lows and that's just that's that's the journey and and i think me personally you get more out of that you know yeah, you look back and I, actually, I think the roller coaster is the way to go. I, I tried to live the merry-go-round life and I, um, I, 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 I was actually struggling with depression. I was like, all right, if I'm going to live, I'm going to freaking live. So, and that, and that's my motivation in anything I do. It's like, if I, can I live with myself, if I, with, can I live with the regret of not doing it? And if the answer is no, I go do it. And I no doubt you're going to look back, you know, kicking back years time, you know, rocking chair. And I think. <laughs> Did I you think, say a year's time in a rocking chair? <laughs> uh, when you're retired, you know what I mean? Like when you're talking to your great grandkids about this story and it's what an exciting story, you know, I think, I think it's, it's very interesting. Um, so respect to you. If I had a hat, it's coming off. <laughs> oh, 
I, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me today. I, I really appreciate the chat and it's good to hear an Aussie accent. Hopefully I got mine back a little bit. Well, yeah, mine's thick as, mate, from Newey. Come on, <laughs> country Australia. <laughs> Love it. Well, I really appreciate your time and energy and I'll look forward to more of your TikToks because you're kicking goals on that as well. <laughs> mate, I appreciate it. Will you have fun? Thanks, Katrina.